You're about to listen to an episode where we talk about hunting. So you might be interested in my free guide on how to get started in deer hunting in Ireland. To get it, go to deerhunting.ie or click on the link in the show notes. From this guide, you will learn how to get a deer hunting license, obtain a firearm certificate, and get permission to hunt deer on a chosen piece of land. Everything is explained in simple language and in easy-to-follow steps. Get my free guide on how to get started in deer hunting in Ireland. Simply go to deerhunting.ie or click on the link in the show notes. This is Tommy's Outdoors 99, tommysoutdoors.com. Folks, today is a special episode. And why it is a special episode? Well, number of things. Number one, it is a first episode for over a year that I recorded face-to-face. Not over Zoom, not over internet, but face-to-face. So it is kind of like a back-to-normal because uh, regular listeners might remember that this is how I used to record an episode. Just go to people and meet them and hang out with them. And uh, that, uh, you know, that was different than just doing it over Zoom. So this is back to normal this way. And number two, uh, our guest is a special guest, Bertie Brosnan. Bertie was our guest already on episode, I think it was 51, uh, where we talked about uh, fighting the illegal salmon netting in Ireland. Uh, but even then, it felt like Bertie had so much more to offer, and we knew that at some point another episode with Bertie going to happen, and this is today. So you'll read the title of that episode, probably, Hunting and Dog Training, but there is so much more, and, you know, I I treat this episode as a special one, as a kind of like a um, historical record. And to illustrate that, I tell you a story. A number of years ago, we were... Uh, on the tour of Island of Witty, uh of the coast of Ireland. I think it's um, in Bantry Bay. And the guy who was guiding us, they were talking about how you know things were here and there, and this year this happened, and that year something else happened, and he had immense knowledge about the history of the, of the island. But then uh, towards the end of the tour, he, he stopped and he said, like, you know, this guy... He was, you know, lived through this and that, and that guy was there, and and then he paused and says, said, we should have talked more with them while they were still around. And and this is how I treat this episode, because these folks who lived through the you know old times, they have so much knowledge and they had so have so much experience, and it is really worth talking to them and preserving that, not only to know how the past looked like how things used to be but also you know um learn from that and and take take some learning for the future so this is how i treat this episode and it it was absolutely great talking with bertie where you know you know in the podcast we we talked about the a, a woods that is here in the area and today is just like a park you know place where you take your kids and dog on a sunday morning but back in the day they were going fishing there they were going hunting there it was like a proper woods like that is gone and it is you know really uh opportunity that might not be you know for too long that we have to talk to those folks and and learn how the things things used to be so uh, I not only encourage you to do the same, and if you know some people who've been around, talk to them, ask them how things used to be. And uh, it's my great pleasure and honor today bring you that conversation with Bertie, where we're going to talk about, uh, you know, times that are gone. And 
obviously, still the subject is hunting and, and dog training, and Bertie has an Im immense experience in hunting and dog training. But um, for me, it's a, it's just a piece of history, and and I'm really feel privileged and honored that I'm able to bring you that uh, historical record, that 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 discussion about things, how the things used to be. Um, so that's it for his introduction. And as usual, before I let you enjoy this episode of Tommy's Outdoors, if you like what I do, if you like the podcast and you would like to support, the best way to do that is share the podcast with your friends and anyone who may be interested in it. And also leave a rating, leave the comment, write the review, give the thumbs up or five stars, depending on the platform you're listening or watching this podcast on. This is great help for me and for the podcast. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, Bertie Brosnan and hunting and dog training. Bertie, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's, good, it's great to see you. It's great to talk to you again. We're still above the ground with all this COVID and we're still, we're still uh, managing to survive. Absolutely. You, 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 are, you look more like more than just survive. You thrive. Well, I'm, I'm out every day. I'm away from all the hustle and the bustle. Yeah. I, I spend most of my time in the cabin and in, in the fields and with the horses and yeah the pigs and the the poultry and the dogs and wow that sounds amazing yes yeah, didn't too bad it's um it's a uh, i built up this thing all many years built it up mm -hmm. hard and slow slow and hard that right right you know, how, how big is the land oh it, well um you see you know we we people are the one on bits of land. We don't like telling people how much we own. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> the thing, the, no, no, no. The, th the thing is, um, if we all have the cabin, the cabin is on three acres with the with the with the ponds and and um, I have a few flight and duck going in there, but, mm -hmm. I, but I actually don't shoot them to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, I have pheasants. I feed pheasants, wild pheasants, mm -hmm. and um, like. There's um like you know there's the hen harrier which is very very rare now. Oh really? But it's... she's very rare. I have seen her uh, uh, twice this year. Mm -hmm. But the buzzards are starting to move in now. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you familiar with the buzzards? Yeah, yeah. yeah they start. I see. I saw one now before I came down this yeah. evening. Uh, about hen harrier, are you are you part of this program? Because there's no. like a program of. No, there is. Yeah, but I'm not involved. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the the problem. It's like everything looks like going back to the fisheries and everything. The damage is done. Mm -hmm. They've destroyed the habitats. Yeah. You know, that everything, we can destroy it in 20 years. Just change a few trees to, like they've done with this. As I keep going back to the, yeah. the, 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 the spruce trees, yeah. they, they've done terrible damage with those. Now, saying that, uh, as you know, and most people would know that are into wildlife, when one when one habitat is destroyed, new species will move in. Yeah. Like the the seeker deer now has been seen not far from there. Mm -hmm. So they're, 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 they've come from Kalani, obviously along the yeah. along the river courses. That's how they travel. So they were in the seekers. They they were never in the Stax Mountains, no. Mm -hmm. But they're there now. Wow. And um, 
As you I said, hunt, did you hunt them? No, not up there. No, but um, I've I've hunted them in France. Mm-hmm. I've hunted them in um, in, uh, in 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 uh, different parts of Kerry. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really interested in big game hunting. Uh-huh. I, it's it's not my thing. Yeah, you know, but um. You more of a bird shooting, or are you? Well, you b- believe believe it or not, like the the kind of warrior is gone in me. The hunter gallery is kind of gone. I kind of protect things now. Uh-huh. I, I see things for their beauty now. Mm-hmm. But I do shoot the occasional pheasant now, a woodcock, a snipe. Mm-hmm. With uh, when I'm training young dogs, I have to yeah show show them what what is what it's all about. Yeah. But as for the the killing, I'm no longer a killer. And uh, you know what? This is. This is very common, and I heard that from many, many people who went exactly like they were hunting. They were crazy. They were yeah. like love hunting. Yeah, it was like and a, the time a, they yeah. get older, they they. I was talking with the with the old gamekeeper in Poland, and he said like the rifle is taking me for a walk. That, so he yeah. takes the rifle, takes the binos. Mm-hmm. He's ready like for a hunt, mm-hmm. but you know he hadn't shot the fire a shot for like you know six twelve months. Mm-hmm. But even the foxes now above around me, there's a few cubs up there. And there's mm-hmm. there, there's foxes. I don't kill them anymore. I kill them. I I one time I slaughtered them. Mm-hmm. I I snared them, trapped them, shot them. Mm-hmm. I skinned them. Mm-hmm. I sold their foals in London, mm-hmm. Queen wow. Vict- Queen Victoria Street, London, uh, Rosenborg, the Jews, their feral cats. Mm-hmm. I I skinned them. Uh, mink, any mink, any kind, any fur. I'm going back a long time now. I'm sixty-seven. At the moment, but when I was 18, 19, 20, or at that time, we you could sell all the furs. Yeah. And I used to, you, you, what you'd have to do is dry the, dry the skins, mm-hmm. stretch them out in boards, and dry, sun dry them, mm-hmm. and then you roll them and send them across the water. And yeah. you, we, we got, we got mass. I got massive money from, I mean, big pounds. I was being paid in pounds. Yeah. And that time, you know, 20, 25 pound was a lot of money. For yeah. one skin, yeah, like wow. yeah, and so if you if you shot them in the head, mm. you see, I I worked in a shoe factory when I left school, mm-hmm. and I was a pattern cutter by trade, mm-hmm. and when you when you when when you when you when you're um, dealing with pelts, animal animal skins, pelts, mm-hmm. you have to save the back, the back of the pelt because yeah. that that's where they get all that's where they get all the. Um, like when when they're cutting the making the shoes, for instance, or leather shoes. Yeah. You know they don't want they want as little waste as possible. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so get you. I get if you. The so scale, if the, if there's the, the biggest part. Like, yeah. Like the so back. if you if you like, I snared animals, and they got caught around the neck and they died. Mm-hmm. I shot them in the head with a two two rifle, mm-hmm. and there was no damage to the pelt. Was it two 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 fifty? No, no. A tutu, small. Oh, tutu. LR, the the rimfire. Just a single shot, uh-huh. and just rifle. That's what I used to use. Shoot yeah. them straight through the, between the eyes. Yeah. And um, I'd never damage the pelt. I wouldn't shoot them unless I was almost a hundred percent. I wasn't a bad shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was good at it, you know. Yeah. And um, the thing is, they, they what happened then was that they. they Fellas wanted to kill him far away, you know, and mm-hmm. get all these, all these, all these new modern technology, and mm-hmm. should half the pelts they destroyed them, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, when you hit, well, can you imagine? You know, shooting as you said with the big high power rifles, yeah. and you hit, you hit, you hit an animal down the shoulder or on the back, oh, yeah, the back. they're in bits, exactly. and the pelt is all destroyed. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 
But anyway, my way was the simple way. Too, mm-hmm. too, nice and nice and handy. Move along slowly. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Have you been using any any chemicals for for uh, uh, drying? And, no, and, no. All I done was a, 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 a big board. Mm-hmm. Big board. I was trained. Yeah, by an so old, we just stretch him on the on the I was, board. I was, and I was, let it sound I, yeah. I was trained by a man called Joe Scanlon. Mm-hmm. He was he was the last one. He was he was it like he 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 was a master of everything. He for during the war years. You understand? They yeah. shot and killed everything. They supplied the Irish market and the English market. Mm-hmm. You, you can under, for feather, they killed swans, they killed everything. Wow. Otters, anything of value was killed. Animals were just, well, animals are still like that, but a lot, most people go into the uh, supermarkets mm-hmm. and they buy their tin can. Yeah. Kind of this or the packet of that. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. still gathering. They're still gathering their food oh, off yeah, the shelves yeah, now. <laughs> but in the old days, that's the way it was done, whether people like it or not. But he 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 showed me how to dry the pelts and what you had to do. You you had to take the legs and all off, and you you stretch you, you stretch the skin with tiny little tacks. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then you put it out in the sun and to to dry. Yeah. And then you'd roll it. Yeah. Like a piece of paper. So you wouldn't even use like salt or anything. Nothing. No. 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 no nothing. Just dry them and send. Well, you'd have to take the fat off. Yes. Yes. But they'd be the very flesh little, and fat. But beyond, to be honest, there's very little fat in the fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, and that's gospel. And too. what were you doing when the uh, when it was like a raining? Abbotshop. Believe it or not, they said there's a lot of rain in Ireland, but I'm out. In the, I'm out in the weather every day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. in the mountain. And doing doing my bits and pieces, and the thing is, there's there's a lot more dry dryness in the days than the, there is wet days, and yeah. people find that hard to believe. You can walk, I, you I, can walk within the showers. I agree. Between the showers, like you know, you some the occasional heavy downpours might come for a couple of days, but then it stops mm-hmm. and then all dries. But if there was like a you were dry, but you you, you could put them into sheds. Oh, okay. That's with plenty, like. with plenty air, plenty, airflow. plenty air, like the way they use the, the dried it off. Mm-hmm. They have little slats. The same you you'd often see buildings right. with cattle there with little slats, mm-hmm. so the air can flow through. Yeah. But that was um, then. This is now. But you know, we're trying. I, what I'm trying to portray is the old stories because a lot yeah. of the old stories are gone. Absolutely. You know, and uh, but, uh, I have a I have a question. Like, why do you think it's 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 going this way that people with age they're they're less um, fancy killing well, and hunting. Us. The, believe it or not, <clears throat> when I started off hunting first, it was for rabbits. I used to keep, I keep ferrets. I still keep ferrets. Mm-hmm. I still have two ferrets wow. for sentimental reason. Mm-hmm. And there was a friend of mine. He used to make his own nets. He said he used to actually make them with his hands. You know. Yeah. And. Um, Michael Michael Shea, he died he died young, he got a brain hemorrhage. But um he'd make the nets and we'd go off on our motorbikes that time mm-hmm. and, and we'd fell up the we'd fell up the rabbits, he'd catch them alive, and the reason we'd done that was to sell them to the greyhound people. Now people won't like this either, mm-hmm. but uh, it's you have to blood the greyhounds, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. That's the way it was done. Mm-hmm. They 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 left lay the rabbit off, they pop the young purple chase it, kill it. Mm-hmm. And if if the rabbit screeches, better again. Mm-hmm. That at least you know you have a good pup. 
some dogs won't chase at all they're no good mm -hmm. so these were greyhounds, greyhounds for for, for, for racing for coursing for coursing and for uh track racing also for both for both yeah okay uh, it's called blood and the dog it had to be done that, it's a great sport mm -hmm. you know a lot of people oh no 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 but you see i i what really pisses me off to be honest when they brought in the maxima tortoise and the, they brought in another disease then to, 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 um, to attack, uh, I, I can't think of the name of it now at the moment. Mm. They brought in another disease, that I think it was the guy of course that brought them in, yeah. that because of the strain, the, the mm. grass, you know, the, uh, the, the hails as well. The, yeah, well two, two, two things happened, right, the Maxima tortoise that was brought in and then this new disease, it was um, the first time I saw it was in Fermoy Strand. Mm -hmm. All the rabbits were dead, and I I didn't not no one ever opened their mouth about it. But one rabbit is killed by a greyhound, and there's murder. Mm -hmm. But there's thousands of rabbits dying slow, agonizing deaths, <laughs> and nothing know. done about it. You're right. And it, no one gave a shit. And I, I, there was nothing worse to go into field and see all these rabbits dead all over the place. It was absolutely mm -hmm. outrageous. <laughs> you know, but farming that's the way it is done. It's the same with the deer. Should they want to shoot every deer? Michael Healy Wayne, I wouldn't be too fond of deer. Mm -hmm. he, as he said, uh, when God made the world and animals, the, the worst animal he made was a deer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he, they're eating the farmer's grass. And grass, yeah. is, grass is scarce in Kelly. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it? Mm. I don't know. Well, in the mountain, mountain terrain. Yeah. In the mountains, like there's, the grass is very scarce, you know. Yeah. People, ha people had to... As the man said, take up the stones from the field to make the grass, you know, for, for the for the cattle, the sheep, the 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 donkeys, the horses. I, I, it's in, so I'm just when I when I go back to the question that that people are more more tend to, you know, be less fond of killing, less fond of you know hunting per se, and more kind of enjoying the. Do you think it's related to? kind of age and inevitable realization of own mortality or is it because we see the change in the habitat like you said we see that there's a less animals and the habitat is more and more damaged yeah yeah the you see <clears throat> intensive farming intensive forestry int intensive housing <laughs> intensive everything Inten intensive everything you're taking, you're taking a bit all the time, mm. and every bit you take, it's it's it's, it's destruction yeah. to to the, the actual habitat, and it's the same with the water systems, the amount of rubbish that goes into into the water, like from all this spraying of this and spraying of that, mm -hmm. kills everything. And then you see, I think I said in the last podcast with the fishing, the most important thing is are the insect life. Yes. It's everything starts small. It's a base for e everything. Yeah, everything starts small. Ourselves, the human race, started small. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just it's, it's to feed the population, farming like hunter gatherers. Then they, they what, what did they do? They they start they started um, domesticating the dog, mm -hmm. domesticating different animals. Mm -hmm. You, you know, and then they, they invented the uh, or they created the uh, farming, mm -hmm. and then 
And then they said, oh, we don't have to go out in the bad weather anymore. No, we can have a few hens and we can yeah. have a, you know, we can kill the pig, we can kill the sheep, kill the lamb. They're, you know, and then it got bigger and bigger. It's massive now. Like, look at look at the intensive and the, the, the massive, especially American-owned places, and mm-hmm. I suppose even China and all the big, big countries, they feed the massive populations. They just destroy everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's the population, the the human. Do you see this as a problem? Um, Do you see this as a problem? Oh, a major. Like, there's an old saying, like, each field can only support so many animals. Mm-hmm. You only, if you, if you, they done it in, in the mountains in Kelly. They overpopulated the mountains with sheep when they were getting the grants. They overpopulated and they destroyed the mountain habitats. Destroyed mm-hmm. it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ate it into the bone. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, because when when we, we we talk, even before we started the podcast, we talk about you know how hunting is uh, not something that majority of people look you know uh, fond are fond of, and like hunting is all, and like you even mentioned, oh, they killed one rabbit because of hair coursing and so on. That's a major upheaval, yeah. but at the same time. You seems to be expressing the sentiment precisely the same as some of the ecologists do, which is overgrazed hills, too many sheep, too many, yeah. too intensive farming. It's bad management. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the farmers, I keep saying, you can't really blame the farmer because he's been advised by advisors. It's like these guys building the buildings with the Pyrex mm-hmm. in, in Dublin and places. They, they, you know... Who are the guys that sign off and all these things? Mm-hmm. Why are they? Do you ever see them being prosecuted? And, you know, you just don't. Yeah. If they seem to vanish into the woodwork when the trouble starts. Yes. Do you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who signed off on this? Who signed off on that? Mm-hmm. You know, you never, you never get to the bottom of it. But um, no, like I'm a, I'm a real um, bit of an Indian, really. Mm-hmm. Spirit, spiritual. My spiritual being is always in the fields. Yeah. That's where I get it. You know, I don't get. I, I really look at the stars at night and you wonder and all this. But mm. to me, once you're gone, that's it. Yes. Finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's another day's work. But um, I started off when I was very young. Mm-hmm. I come from a family of seven boys and one girl. Small house, mm-hmm. Catholic, and. You know, there's not much room in the house. Whereas I suppose we started off, we used to be always out. My mother used to send us out. You know, we used to, we used to be going up to the river, catching what we call Keyshawns with the, with the with onion bag. And, mm-hmm. you know, all, it's, all, it's all kind of um, finding eels and mm-hmm. looking under stones and mm-hmm. what's this and what's that, you know. Eels, you probably won't it, see better than eel that, these days. It's, boy, yeah. I, I remember eels, millions upon millions of them. Coming, coming, I think they were coming in, mm-hmm. not going out. I think they're breeding the Sargasso Sea, I think. Yeah. And they, but I remember in the River Main, there's been millions of them. You'd see them, like, like what a line. Mm-hmm. I just frightened, like millions upon millions of them. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, millions. On both sides, they'd be on the sides of the river. They, they go coming in. Yeah. But um, I started off when I was very young out in the rivers and we'd be robbing orchards, getting apples and pears and 
we'd be we'd be picking wild uh, wild fruit, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Arbors out, you know, making our own bit of a tree house or a tent and going to Bally, Bally CD Wood and all that gang of us, you know, mm-hmm. up into the mountain swimming. How did Bally CD Wood look back back then? Well, Bally CD Wood when I was growing up was my training ground. Uh-huh. I used to go. I used to go there. Um, uh, with a Spartan Rex hunting, which, 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 they'd be following foxes and hares, and, mm-hmm. but that never really happened, you know. Uh-huh. It was only when I started the, uh, when I got the motorbike, we st- I started off um, snaring rabbits, mm-hmm. snaring foxes. I got, when I was only eighteen, it all really kicked kicked in, you know, because mm-hmm. the old fella, Jorin, he he told me the value of the falls and all this kind of stuff and. You know, I got involved with the ferret and catching the with him, mm-hmm. and catching the live rabbits and selling them, and it was like it was like a little business then, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I used to shoot the the, the pigeons in Bally C D Wood, um, the wood pigeon. The wood pigeon. That was yeah, but um, I used to get my bullets. Like money was very scarce when I was growing up. Very, mm-hmm. very little money. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose money's all the skills, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I, no I, know, much, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but you're probably gonna say that even though money was scarce, you probably were the life was richer. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. because of all these things that you. Because you, you, it was actually like that was our heroin and our our uh, our uh, cocaine. Mm-hmm. That was mine, anyway, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. That that's what that's what. That's what I loved, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely adored, loved it. Like we used to, we used to go into the wood at night. Myself and Mike Shea and all. We used to go into the woods at night. Storm, gale force winds with 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 trees falling down. We've often heard trees falling down. Uh-huh. And the reason we went in at those bad nights because that time now the wood was full of pigeons, wood oh. pigeons, thousands and thousands. And, and we used to go with the two two and we used to carry them. The battery up that time, a car battery up in our back. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then we had we made up the lamps ourselves because the the lowest the lowest wattage and the highest voltage, if you can balance that, you got a great spotlight. Mm-hmm. But but we always carried six or seven bulbs because we would blow we'd blow the bulbs eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but with the, that was the experiment stores times. Yes. We used to be experimenting all the time. But we used to shoot, I used to shoot, do most of the shooting. I did a little, a little, a little cocker dog, her name was Elsa. She was a, a golden cocker cross with something else. I don't know, but she was, she was, she was chocolate. Mm-hmm. But when I used to shoot the pigeons, I used to shoot them in the craw. Oh. So you, you know the craw, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So there's no damage done to the chest because you know yourself, the best part yeah. of the pigeon is the chest, pure black meat. But there was a fella called, um, John Edwards, he had a gun shop in Tralee, mm-hmm. and I, I I bought the rifle. Um, I think I bought the rifle off of Sonny Mannix. It was an anxious single shot with the very difficult to load, mm-hmm. and uh, the very scope I had a scope on it, mm-hmm. but it was a bad one. It wasn't an expensive one, mm-hmm. cheap. But I used to shoot. But John, I, John John asked me to bring him in a pair of pigeons once a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I told him I used to shoot him in the craw, and he mm-hmm. said. Well, if you can shoot pigeons in the craw, he says, bring me in a pair every week. Mm-hmm. So I brought him in a pair every week and shot in the craw. Did no damage to the meat. Yeah. He gave me a box of bullets mm-hmm. and he said, bring in the rifle I want to see it. And then he went away and he got me a very good scope and gave it to me. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did. He could be good. You see, it didn't need money. He, it was just he, a he exchange. Had, he, he appreciated what I was doing for him, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was, uh, he loved, he loved the chatting about the hunting and the dogs yeah. and the shooting and all that. But that was John, and um, that was then. But um, we, used to, we, I used to fill a sack. I used to fill a sack mm. with of pigeons, and we plucked them all. They're simple to pluck, you know. Yeah. Pigeons are simple to pluck, and. Um, I used to put them in the deep freeze then and eat them when I wanted to. Because you, you might get five or six. You, you have you have to get the perfect nights if you wanted to get a good a good uh, a good night. Yeah. Because the pigeons come down low on the trees. Mm-hmm. It was easier to see them and shoot them because when you put the lamp on them, they they're almost white. Yeah. They 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 nearly reflect. Yes, yes, back to you, but um, we don't want to go down the road boasting now, but um. I I I I I um I was going out with this girl one time and her, there was a guy who came to Ireland. He was a British Army. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. He just came over as if a, a cousin of the families or something. Mm-hmm. But um, when he found out that I was shooting, he asked me would I bring him out. Uh-huh. So that time now you could walk up the road with the gun up into Clough's that time before you know Clough's house. Mm-hmm. There was a wood in the lawn there. And I went up there, there was a bit of a wind, it was a good wind actually, and there was a bit of rain, and um, I told him to hold the lamp, and I put the thing on, next thing, I put, put on the lamp and I'd shoot the bulb, and um, I'd, I'd send out Elsa, and she'd pick up the bulb, and I'd say, she, that bulb now is shot under the throat, mm-hmm. and he said to me, what? I said, the bulb are shot under the throat, under there, and he said, what? I said, <laughs> and he said, uh, and he said to me, um, when we got back, he says, I remember the British Army, but don't tell anyone. He said, I hate to have you fired in that May bomb in the north of Ireland, he says. <laughs> if, you, if you can do that to those, I would never chance, he says. You'll be shooting me in the eye, he said. <laughs> and, uh, but we made a joke of it, you know. Mm-hmm, but I said, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, a lot of uh, kids growing up in Ireland, like in the farms and things, they'd be great shots. Mm. They'd be natural shots, you know. Yeah. I was I was I was surprised to learn that in the in the gun club I'm a member of these these folks they're winning like a like a uh, competitions. Like they'd a, be clay pigeons. Yeah, clay pigeons, mm-hmm. but also like a long long uh, long distance shooting. Yeah. They're like it. a like a world champions and yeah. stuff. It's like whoa! I, yeah, I, I yeah, never yeah. knew. But that's that's all new. No, in my mm-hmm. day there was none of that. Oh yeah, you could just go off shooting once you knew the farmers, and even half the time you wouldn't know them. But you know, once you start rambling off down along the, the banks of the lawn, or, or sorry, the main, no, especially mm-hmm. Bally City, no one ever said nothing, Joe. Yeah. The farmers wouldn't take any notes of you. You just tell them you're shooting foxes and be delighted. Yeah. You know? But, um. You, you, you said that you're, you, you don't, you, you're not shooting foxes anymore. So, no. Are they, I, are they like not affecting what you do they do they, they they actually they kill a lot of my ducks now lately but oh, this is but, this is what i'm adding but, like, this, what's your this, but this this time of year no the ducks they were they were i felt i gave them to me didn't want them they were tame ducks i didn't really want them either mm-hmm. but I, I have the ponds and i put them in but they they, they spent more to- time in the grass and the ground in the water <laughs> which i find very strange for ducks yeah but that's the new type ducks they have now you know they these these runners, they call them, I think. You know, oh, really? Big long. But, but anyway, this time of year is lethal because the vixen, she's training the cubs to hunt. Yeah. 
but they killed a few of them. I didn't mind because I, I only wanted um, the reason I have the ducks. I have them in a pen now. I have a goose and a couple of ducks and a couple of hens. They're in a big pen. But I like to leave them out, but I stopped because I'd have nothing left. Mm -hmm. But uh, they call in the wild ducks. I, I put I put uh, grain in the ponds and the, the wild mallow come in. That's what I really want. I just, uh -huh. I want them, you know. But when there's when there's a bit of quacking going on in the ground, mm -hmm. they hear it when they're, when they're passing. They just come down, you know, yeah. and then once they start feeding, if you get them to start, if you start feeding them, then they'll keep coming back, which is great. Yeah. yeah. But um, but it's like everything. But the uh, but the first dogs I had was uh, or Elsa and Spot. They were the first dogs I ever had, and the, and then I moved on. Uh, I got an Alsatian dog, and I used them in Trilly Bay. Now this is a not very unusual one again. He was a German Shepherd, Alsatian. His name was Lobo. He was an absolute <laughs> Lobo, the wolf. Yeah, yeah, he was a great. I trained him. I spent hours and hours and hours. I trained him to do everything, mm -hmm. and um, he was just a one-off. You know, he he had it in him. But there was things happened with him. I had um, I used to have a, a Steven single barrel shotgun, but then I got an automatic shotgun, oh. a Beretta, mm -hmm. and um, how many rounds? Three, but uh, you could convert them to four. You take out the stop, uh -huh. and you get four shots. But um, the same, the same applies to that. We used to shoot the wild geese in the bay. Yeah. They're Brent geese. They're horrible to eat. Uh -huh. Do you know the Brent? You see yeah, them? Yeah, are they? Oh, horrible! They, they eat. They eat eelgrass. Uh -huh. And then when you take the wings off, take the neck off. A good mallow is a, is a nicer bird. But but oh, the there for sure. But when but, but when you you, you can imagine this now going back to Trilly Bay when the tide is sweeping out, okay? Mm -hmm. And then there's the muscle banks. And I was trained again by a fellow called Mahoney, Joel Mahoney. He was, um, he was uh, a weightlifter, a great weightlifter. Mm. But he was into shooting. His son, and I was pal around with his son. And Joel, at that time, no cars wasn't that plentiful either. And mm -hmm. um, so I started going along with him. And he, he brought me out to a place called Armand's. And we just walked down, walked down from the road with the guns and a piece of timber. Mm -hmm. And um, what we do then, this is now when I was 18 or 19, 20 maybe that, that age. But um, we used to we used to make us wash our hands. This was now when we'd be moving down in January. Mm -hmm. There could be hailstone, there could be gale force, eight or nine. You, to get the boards low, you must have the big wind. Mm -hmm. And you have the tide sweeping out and the wind coming from the east. Do you understand me? Yeah. The birds, they, they, they try to get down under the wind and they're yeah. flying low. Yeah. So you you have the advantage then and you're lying on the muscle banks. Mm -hmm. Now you your wild jackets on you and you're lying back on the muscle bank and this this hailstone hopping off of your face <laughs> and like you know you know it's terrible. Tough. Like. Oh it's tough, yeah. And no gloves. <laughs> no gloves. Why? No, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow you gloves. Uh -huh. But after you wash your hands in the cold water, when you go down, uh, your hands will start boiling. Mm -hmm. The tops of your fingers are nearly, you think they're going to explode. Yes. And then your hands will get warm all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. But we, we, you'd be lying there like, and then you'd hear the geese coming up the bay. Mm -hmm. You know, they're coming up yeah, the bay yeah. like, and you're hard to do 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and then you have the kind of Mel Gibson job. Hold, 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 <laughs> and then up, boom, 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 uh -huh. they're coming down. But I had to kill him, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, we pick up 
what we had then, you know, mm-hmm. we'd pick up all because you you couldn't you could bring a dog if you trained to lie alongside you, but in the slab you you'd have no need really. Mm-hmm. But I used to bring Lobo after. But that was the way Gerald trained me and um but the Mallard and the, the famous Gargany, do you ever hear the Gargany ducks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we used to shoot those. Uh-huh. We used to sh- shoot the widgeon, they're yeah, whistling up the bay. Yeah, yeah, the widgeon. The teal. We used to shoot the, yeah. all those great they were great days. Mm-hmm. Absolute great days. But then I, I met a few fellas in Quan's pub. They were the O'Connors. Mm-hmm. And Jerry O'Connor, he was a great friend of mine afterward, but he told me the stories then when his father used to use the punt guns. Mm-hmm. During the time of the war, yeah, the same as Jerry and Scannell, mm-hmm. you know the punt guns. Yeah, the big ones. They used to go out and just, like they used to float along in the water, lying down inside, painted white, mm-hmm. and they had the big gun in the front, like a cannon. Yeah, a yeah. dangerous, dangerous occupation. Yeah. And then they 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 float they'd the birds, they'd maybe two or three hundred birds, and they yeah. into the middle of them. But they were selling the birds. They were all going to England, most of them. Mm-hmm. But they were the old days, and you know. But yeah. uh, that was all hunting. But we, we, we were like we, 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 we plucked the birds, we skinned the birds, we ate the birds. Mm-hmm. We were hunters. Yeah. We weren't killing for the sake of killing. Absolutely. But you know, that's, there's a big difference between a guy. I like, for instance, you asked when we started off this conversation. You said, "Do I shoot? Why don't I shoot much anymore?" Because guys that are shooting woodcock, that are shooting friends of mine. That are shooting pheasant, they go out the open the morning, they shoot, shoot all around them, like, mm. you know, where I love to see the birds around for training the dogs. Mm-hmm. And they'd give them to me, they won't even eat them. <laughs> My fridges would be full. I've, I've about, I'm not exaggerating, I have two deep freezers out there. I've tuned the mountain in Toon Castle Island. I have about six or eight fridges. Mm-hmm. And they'd be full. Most between, Why deep, would you I'd, be get, I'd be getting the deer as well in from other fellas that shoot the deer and they only want the heads. They only want the head, you know. They're they're they're, um, I, I, they're trophy you, hunters. You know, I, I'm I'm not comfortable with that. I, and having said that, I but it's true. I don't I don't have anything against trophy hunting per se, right? Mm. And, I'm, I'm, and, to- and, I, and I and I'm I I'm totally against it. Yeah, so we we can we can talk about even though it. it's it's part of a man that I work for, part of his business, and he, it's a great business, but. The, the way they look at it and the way we have to look at it is that the the, the, the equation again that the overpopulation of the deer mm-hmm. if they're not shot there's too many and without that's without a doubt yeah. they're causing accidents in the road they're, they're going into farmers fields and they're being shot at three o'clock in the morning just left there yeah yeah you know, they're paying them to shoot them yeah because the, the grass grass is is gold dust like in cover I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a fact. Is it? Is there any any factor here that um, that grass is not uh, kind of diverse, many species of grass, but it's kind of like a monoculture? Grass. Well, well, the grass today, like a lot of the grasses, I call it plastic grass. Exactly. That's my. This I, is this is like a yeah. like a. I I read somewhere that this is like a African species of grass. Well, I don't. I can't say that. All I can tell you is the, the amount of stuff they put on it they, they yeah. f- there's no flower if you come up to, when you come up to my place now you'll see all the natural flowers and there's no sprays up where i am there's no nothing mm-hmm. it's, it's grazed by horses and pigs mm-hmm. and it's all you want to see all the different species of the birds and yeah. and uh, insect life and uh, mid- the midges like it eats you alive it's a great sign of health 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even the root system is like like how deep the yeah. the, the, the grass, like you said, the plastic. Yeah, but you, above my place of the wild grass, you know, mm -hmm. it's like it's like um, for all the world barley or wheat, you know, yeah. it's the wild grass. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's just me, you know. Is yeah. that the reason why the grass is scarce in Kerry? Because no, there's uh, like wrong type no, of grass. I, there's a farmer said to me one time. I was I was going up the, the side of the hill driving up. And I met him in the road, and it was during uh, a drought. Mm -hmm. And he met, you know, the famous sayings like Michael Fassbender took the piece mm -hmm. about what I said. But the, he said to me, I said to him, Jesus is dry weather, didn't it? He said, Bertie, he says, this is mighty weather for us <laughs> up here in the mountain, but any man with good land is fucked. <laughs> it is burnt, the grass is burnt. Mm -hmm. But above the mountain, you see, it's it, it, it's it's a mountain. It's a it's yeah. a bog. It's a, it's, uh, where I am, Raymore is is actually an Irish name. For um, I think it's wasteland or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, the, what's called the wasteland. You know, yeah. According to John B. Cain, anyway, in the field, that's where I have the bit of ground. It's where the the the, the, the mother of Moss Moor. Yeah. You, you know the field. Did you ever see the film The Field? No, John B. Cain. Um, I, I, I think yeah, I, think I, the, the, I mean that townland. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. but um, no grass is like the, you can't like mountains are mountains, but they try to make grass. They try yeah. to grow grass mm -hmm. in the sides of hills that forever. Like I, you actually, I saw it back in Delhi more there lately, and I saw it up in the side of the hill in the sleeve mesh, yeah. where they cleared all the stone, all the rock. Yeah, they're trying to make fields. Yeah. I don't know, is it worth it? Like, you know, yeah. to be honest. The, the erosion sure. will be terrible. Well, I don't know, is it worth it? And I don't know how they get planning for it. I, I can't figure it out. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, let me let me go back to these to these folks. Like, So they're going shooting those mm. birds and they just don't even bother. No. You see, that's a bit I don't... I, well, they're... But there's a difference. There's, there's the... I'm the kind of a fella... Where for me, it's an art form having the dogs, the settlers, the pointers yeah. going out in the mountain, Absolutely. stopping dead. You're coming up with the gun then to shoot the fastest bird alive, a snipe. It's nearly as fast as a, as a falcon. You're trying to shoot him, it's nearly impossible. That's why the, the hunters come from abroad to hunt in Ireland. But they, they want, you, you've, you've driven shoots where, where, um, where the fellas go in with Springer Spaniels and drive out the birds. Mm -hmm. And they're shot. That to me is um, that to me is just shooting for for the sake of shooting. Mm -hmm. sure. But for for uh, on a mountainside with the settles and the pointers, you're going. That, you you don't, you you know you have to be tough. You have to be fit. Mm -hmm. you, you know, well, yeah. it's like the shoots in England. That's why all the that's why there's so much trouble with these shoots in England and mm -hmm. in parts of Ireland. They just drive the balls out and this fella standing there all dressed up and mm -hmm. with a pair of sandals on them. Yeah. And you wear where I have a pair of waders on me all the time. Yeah. When I'm hunting, you know? Yeah. And they're just shooting the balls. They're, they're, it's for the sake of shooting, yeah. not hunting. There's a yeah. big difference. I'm a hunter. I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm a hunter. I'm I, with you on that, 100%. And, you know, I, I had a conversation with, with uh, people I know from, from the UK. And I said, like, well, I, I think that the whole problem, you know, especially when they're driven grouse shooting and mm. all these problems, 
and I said, like, look, English is not my first language, but I really think that the term shooting describes the problem, right? And they will say, oh, no, this is how we speak. This is like, but it's like, no. And you kind of saying the same thing. Shooting mm-hmm. is like you're shooting paper, paper targets. No, I go in the range, I shoot, mm-hmm. right? And this is like... Yeah, but but grow shooting... I think I could be corrected here, but as far I've all I've 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 hundreds of old books on shooting going way way back, mm-hmm. and um, I got some of them in England. I got I found um, the last time I was in in London. I made a few inquiries, and it, uh, a black cab driver, my my wife's brother, mm-hmm. we made off a place a bookshop down near the Thames, yeah. down near the Thames, and it was just full of books. Thousands of books, and I just walked in. and I said, "You have any books on hunting and shooting?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "No, you'd have to go to the warehouse." <laughs> so, he, the, the Helen brother Donald, he's a black cab driver. Mm-hmm. So he, he said, "Where is it?" And so we this was a, he rang. It was Sunday. He rang the guy and he met us. He said, "There's a man from Ireland. Uh-huh. He's interested in hunting books and shooting books." And uh, we, the, now this was a warehouse. There was absolutely thousands and thousands of books. Mm-hmm. And he only had about eight or nine books that I was looking for. Huh. But but I but I, I, I picked out two or three and he gave me two or three for nothing. Uh-huh. He said, You're the last of a dying breed, he said. <laughs> he said, there's, a, there's not many looking for these books now. But anyway, to get back to the grow shooting, yeah. the story is that I, I read no going way way back mm-hmm. when the, when people had pointers and setters for the mountain, mm-hmm. and um, they had to there was no way it was that time they had old boots I think they had holes in the boots and everything they they you know they trudge across the mountain shooting the grouse, yeah. but this old guy he with his two he two sons and they were with him and he was so tired he sat down, mm-hmm. and they went up the side of the hill. And next thing, the birds started coming down. He started shooting them. Mm-hmm. He shot a bag of birds, and then that's how the the driven shoot was born. Yeah. He got. He said, "This is good, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. So he went away and got a lot of the peasants, mm-hmm. and he said, got got them to go around the back of the hill and drive it, and they stood with their guns and bang bang, and it's continued on to this day. That's shooting. Mm-hmm. That's that's. Like you know, the bag, the bag. I have all, I have all the records in, in 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 the books, all the records. Like they were shooting these guys, these landlords, and these their guests. They were shooting thousands of birds. Yeah, you know, for the same. But but that time though, you must remember as well. I you can't compare that that time and now. That was their supermarket. Yeah, all those birds were picked up by the the helpers and the and the and the, the, the gamekeepers. They were brought back. Mm-hmm. And and uh, hung up, and they were they were they were, they were fed to the guests. And, yeah, you know. They- I I think this is this is a, this is important distinction, right? Like you like you said, uh, one that was their supermarket, and uh, I guess and, and, and also the other side. Sorry for interrupting. No, the, no, the other side of the kind in is. They killed everything to protect the grouse. Oh, that was gonna exactly. They say wiped that. out all the all mm-hmm. the, all the. They had traps. They killed everything. They the last eagle was shot in Kalama mm-hmm. by a gamekeeper. They they killed everything. All the beautiful birds of prey. They killed them all. And I love my favorite birds. Birds of prey. I love them. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Exactly. I actually challenged. I was going to say that, so you're. Yeah, I know. I love. I, I, I love the birds of prey. I mm-hmm. love them. I think they're 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 an art form. Mm-hmm. They're all different. Yeah, but to get back to the dogs and the hunting. Yeah. I I I as I said, I Lobo was one of the first dogs I trained, mm-hmm. and. This is a true story. Mm. It's absolutely 100% true. I trained him to retrieve duck and geese. Mm-hmm. And he was he was an absolutely super dog mm-hmm. for retrieving. He track a pheasant like like a another story. I mean, we were on the banks of a river one there was a big flood in the river and a cock pheasant broke and he was halfway across and I filed and I hit the bolt, and he fell on the other side, but he was he wasn't hit properly, and he ran. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there were there was other guys with me. They had the, the one had the retriever, mm-hmm. um, a retriever, a golden retriever, yeah. and one fella had um, a cocker spaniel. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a springer spaniel. Mm-hmm. And they they went out, and they were almost washed away. The German Shepherd dog, my dog, jumped. He was gone. They all jumped together, mm-hmm. but the com it was a real bad. A big flood, you know, yeah. and uh, the lab got across. But Lobo, he was he was on on the trail. I could see him, and the lads were looking. And the next thing he ca- he was gone. He was gone a good twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and he came back with that bird alive in his mouth. <laughs> Dived in, brought it back to me alive. That was that was Lobo. He was an absolutely one off. But that's you know and. And another story is, um, I was with, he's, they're, they're both dead now, Mike Sullivan and his brother, Binny. Mm-hmm. We were shooting off an island mm-hmm. one evening and um, they, they'd shoot, they, they stayed on the point. And I said, I'd go back, I'd go back, back towards, uh, don't know whose channel, towards Tralee. Yeah. Because it was a bad day, like they were behind the rocks and the birds would swing around, you know, mm-hmm. they'd bang them and... Uh, Anyway, I thought I heard the widgeon. I thought I heard the Lord of Widgeon, and I couldn't see none flighting. But there was a bit of an embankment, so I crawled. No, this isn't the wet and the shit, and you know all these places. Of the, it's it's a terrible place. Like, like mm-hmm. I crawled, and I told the dog. No, this dog was. I I'm not exaggerating. He was absolutely super dog to where I trained him, and uh, but he was he was willing to learn. Mm-hmm. He just this is a this is truth. No. He was, I told him sit and stay. He sat and he stayed. And I started crawling through the, the rushes mm-hmm. to, to, so I could peep over the, the bow of the hill, you know? Mm-hmm. Because there was a big wind coming in, so the wind was in my, my favor. And I looked back to see was he sitting, and this is, you're not gonna believe it, he was crawling behind me. <laughs> he was down in his belly crawling behind me. And I had a single barrel shotgun that time, no, it was a Stephen shotgun. And I pee, I said, stay, stay. And he'd pop and he'd look at me. He wanted to have a look as well, you see. He wanted to see what was there as well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I put the gun up first, pulled it, cocked the gun, and I, I just put the gun up like that. And I peeped over, there was about 200 bugs, and I fired mm-hmm. into the middle of them. And I reloaded and I fired again as they got up. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, he, he, he went straight in, right? You have to pick in the bulbs. No, a lot of them are wounded. And I hate to see wounded bulbs getting away. It drives me absolutely insane. But he started bringing them out. And in the end, I stopped him. He was he was just, you couldn't see him anymore. Mm-hmm. He'd bring back the bulbs and he'd go again, go and go. 14 bulbs. Oh. 14 bulbs. I picked up and put in the bag. And I was walking back 
back to Mike Sol, he's dead now. He was a great boxer, great boxer when he's there. I love shooting, love fishing, and love drinking, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I got back to the lads, and, and, and you see, the wind was so bad. Mm -hmm. you, you, you probably know from experience, if you're out in a bad windy day, if it's bad enough, you won't hear the other shots. Mm -hmm. You can't hear them. So he said, and he said, he looked at the bag. He said, what have you in the bag? I said, 14 birds. What? I have no shots, he said. And just as he said that, a mallard passed and I shot him. <laughs> he was looking back, you see. And, uh, but that was the story. And another story, then we were going down. Was that the Lobo? That Lobo, the, yeah. No. German Shepherds are best dog breed. Yeah, but ever. he was just... He had the extra edge. Yeah, it was a, a, it was the best dog of the best breed of. <laughs> well, like he he in fairness, he wasn't supposed to do these things. But the, there was a guy who told me he was shooting above in the Drumolan Castle, mm -hmm. and when the shoot was over, there was a couple of fellas from Tralee, and they were on about dogs and retrievers. This guy turned around. He said, "The best retriever I've ever seen in my life," he said, "was a German Shepherd. Mm -hmm. He had lunked about the Boston in Tralee." Is I have never seen a dog like him. But Elsa, there you go. to go back to Elsa, she was the brown cocker. When, when, when I used to shoot the pigeons, um, I think dogs just learn, you know, you, you, you can teach them to sit and stay and mm -hmm. relax and keep them under control. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when I'm trained, I'm a professional dog trainer for, since I was, well, I must be since around 1978, 79. Mm -hmm. I had to train dogs for people. But the thing, the thing is, you know, when people bring their dogs to me, they, it's not as busy as what it used to be. It's like one time, you'd have lots of dogs, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's all, the, the, the kids today are not interested in shooting. Yeah. But then, it, but the, the, the reality with dogs, when tra training dogs, especially the walking dogs, because I, I tried, like I had a security business and I, we trained the, the German Shepherds, the Rottweilers, mm -hmm. the Dobermans, the Mastiffs. Mm -hmm. We trained them for guard, for a patrol walk and we trained them for a compound and they're totally different dogs mm -hmm. compound dog and a, an attack dog for, for protecting your protection dog um totally different dogs mm -hmm. the, the 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 compound dog is a complete savage mm -hmm. he just tears you to pieces mm -hmm. but he he's just he's just naturally aggressive mm -hmm. and like you know, people say, oh, that's the owner's fault. It's not. You can get... When, when I get in the dogs down through the years, gun dogs, yeah, I, I say to the owner, give me a hundred quid, leave him there for a couple of weeks. I'll see what he's like. If he's worth training, I will. No, I'm after paying a thousand euros for that dog. Of course he's worth training. <laughs> I said, no, 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 don't work that way. I said, 50, 60% useless. Mm -hmm. Okay. 20%, I said, out of every 100 dogs, you might get two good ones. I saw the great ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The rest, don't, that, like 90% of them, you might have forget about them. Mm -hmm. Does it depend on the individual dog or was it like a more of a each, lineage where they come no, from? All individual dogs. Every do dog is different. I got a dog one time, these dogs pop into my head, you know. I got, I got, um, a dog one time, he was he was a half of. Um, I'm glad we're talking about dogs, no, because dogs are the 
as I said, they are the, the real hunters, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you're there with them, and the, the man, the gun, the elements, the dog, it's just like, an, oh, to me, it's a walk of art. Mm -hmm. yeah. The dog is out there. When you're with a good dog, like, you're mad, you know. You have to be out with a good dog. And, you, you know, to get back to the, 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 the dogs, I bring out the dogs, I run them out, um, and it is either in them, or it isn't. Mm -hmm. you, I don't start training dogs that, like to walk the heel and I, I want them hunting first. The first thing I do is I want to get them hunting and get them to come back to me to the whistle. Mm -hmm. I train them to a recall whistle, a 210 dog whistle. But it's no good training a dog to sit and stay and then find out he's much shit, he won't want. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a greyhound that won't chase the hare or won't chase the, the, the rabbit. Mm -hmm. You can get 10 dogs in a litter 10 pups, mm -hmm. nine of them are going to be no good. Yeah. But maybe, no, you can be lucky. As a fellow said to me one time, I never bred a bad pup. Well, I said, if you didn't, you're a liar. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> from my experience, you know, yeah. it's, it's in, you can't put it into them. It is either in, a, in the dog from day one, from three generations ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's either in that, the, uh, that's that's what I was asking whether there is an element like of the lineage, like a generations where the dog comes from, or or as it can be dog that has like a best you know parents and grandparents lineage and everything is perfect and the well, dog is no good. well 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 the, the the thing is I'll go back to this black little dog I got one time. He was he was a kind of a cross between he was jet black with a little, well no I can still remember him now. He was he was a jet black. He belonged to an old woman and she couldn't look after him and. She rang me, she said, will you take take this dog, Bertie? She said, I, I can't handle him, you know. And uh, so she, he was jet black. He was like a greyhound, he was a harbour looking thing. And he was very thin and he had a white chest and um, I had him in the kennels. I left him there for a few weeks, fed him, gave him his water. And then one day I was going out with uh, training another dog. I said, I'll bring him along. Mm -hmm. And um, we brought him out and went. Uh, my, one of my dogs set and a snipe got up and I fired the snipe and uh, the next thing was my dog went out, found the snipe I put the snipe in the bag and I looked over and the black dog was gone oh, I said he's gun shy that's another thing mm. gun shy dogs, forget about it there's no cure mm -hmm. I tried everything yeah. I, I'm at it <laughs> 50 years forget about them because I'll tell you why if you're, so you're old, just scared it, of it, loud noise it's just it's just uh, we all have faults we all have faults in us you know we all, we all have all fears or ups and downs but the thing is with with dogs that are gun shy it's not you can't blame the owner you can't blame it's just mm. it's just something in the dog in the dog and the next thing in it was I brought I, I couldn't see the dog couldn't see him nowhere because and I, I, this is true. No, I went back to the the vehicle, to not far from my cabin. I put my dog in, put my bag. I went back with my whistle. The, I put the gun across my back, and I walked along a dike. And I walked along. Um, it was getting dark, as well. I, I, I wanted to find him, like. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I had a little bell. I had a little bell on him. Yeah. I told you that before, didn't no. I? I? I have bells. I get, I get them in Bulgaria every year when I go over, uh -huh. bring them back. And I had a, a bell on him. I, with new dogs, I always put a bell on. 
But if they go into the bushes and things, I know where they are. Mm-hmm. You can hear them. Yeah. I know there's no, there's there's uh, there's locators now. There's all modern ones now. Yeah. All that you can buy all those for five and six hundred quid, like. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bell and I think is a great job. But anyway, to make a long story short, I went into the wood and I walked along the the line of the wood. The inside there were big high trees and there, there was. I just I, whatever look I gave, I thought I saw him over in the corner. Just through the break of the trees, there was a break. Mm. And I thought I saw it. I went over and he was set solid. Mm. Set solid. Mm. Went in, threw the gun back, and the next thing I walked off to him, and the woodcock broke out. And I shot the woodcock, and she and he, he, he brought the woodcock back to me. Now, that was his first day out on the uh-huh. field. No training, no nothing. Uh-huh. I rubbed his head, put the lead on him, brought him back to the car. And I sold them after I got about six, seven hundred quid for him. That was a good bit of going on. Mm-hmm. I sold them on there, fella. Because he was a bit, even though he was a great dog, he was a bit too small for me. Mm-hmm. I need big dogs for the mountain, for the dikes. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you need dogs with big, big legs mm-hmm. high off the ground. And they're going to cross the bogs. Yeah. If they're too small, they can fall in. There's narrow dikes in the mountains and they fall down into them. You know, the big dikes for what they use. They use it for uh, draining the bogs. Mm, yeah. And uh, I've lost a few dogs, but I, I, I always got them after. I was just lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that, they're the stories with dogs. But they, 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 we're sitting down talking about hunting, but that's hunting. Mm-hmm. That's not shooting. Yes. That is not shooting. Yes. That is the, the dog earned his, earned his, he earns his keep. He goes out. And he finds the book. They have, they have a great soup. I call it the computer. They try, <laughs> try the noise up in the air and bang. Yeah. And the people tell me they haven't seen a grouse for years. I meet grouse every year because I have great dogs. <laughs> there you go. Fellas go across the mountain. They're like, mm-hmm. they're not up there. Mm-hmm. I go across after them. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's hard work looking for the, the what's left of the wild grouse. No, I might shoot one or two. That's it every year mm-hmm. but that's it mm-hmm. one or two yeah. and usually the cock if i can you're better off shooting the old cocks because they, by all accounts they cause a lot of problems for the the hens oh. the old birds mm-hmm. they're, they're no good to the young hens they're, they're upsetting the nests and upsetting the oh really they're upsetting, okay. yeah you know okay. the breeding time in, yes 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 when, they, when they're on the nest you know that's the story anyway i don't yeah. know if it's true or not but how how, how did you how did you get into this dog training is in me like the dog from, a, <laughs> from an early age perfect answer yeah it was in, it was in me that, that, that's it i can go out there like in when i'm out when i'm out in the mountains in the fields i never feel alone mm-hmm. i'm i'm I, i'm watching everything that moves around me and i'm part of it mm-hmm. everything has its own business mm-hmm. you know the, every fly every like the midges it's like the dark fly, the, the, it's, like the, um, it's like the bees, it's like the butterflies, the birds. They all, they all have their own little, their little thing to play. Yeah. And like as the Indians just say, when the last animal is lost and the last bird is lost, we, we'd, be, we'd be in a sad state. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah, yeah no doubt. But that, that, that's all part of our psyche, you know? That, that's part of the spiritual, yeah. the beast in us, you know? Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? That's us. Uh, that's exactly. that's the human. But all you see, 
we've gone into the concrete jungles. We were going through Killarney the other day, and all myself and my wife, which mm. was absolutely packed. And I said to Helen, do you notice anything different? Mm. And she said, the grass. She's all they're doing, and I've, I've been telling her this for years, you know, when people are cutting the lawns. And, mm. I've always been against that, even though she cut the lawns the other day, and out there, you know. But they're cutting, they're cutting the, the the lawn, well along the, the, the along the, the footpaths. Yeah. They're just cutting the little track down. They're leaving the, the back part. To, mm -hmm. the, you, you notice that mm -hmm. they're yeah. doing that. Yeah. And I said to Helen, "No, wasn't I right all along? Mm -hmm. They they call this thing a weed, that thing a weed, the other thing is a weed. There's no such thing as a weed. Exactly. It's man, it's man-made. It doesn't suit them, so they pull it out. Mm -hmm. They want something else in their instead. This is like obsession with." Tidiness. Well, they, when you go back to the farm, and like it's the, they have to grow the crops to feed the, the multitude. That you know, and and um, they they're going into this synthetic stuff now, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They're doing all these experimental things now, and a lot of people are against it, and they're afraid it'll get into the wild. But of course, it'll get into the wild too. Mm -hmm. Just like the road, you see what happened to the fires and the, the fires in Kalan. They, they, yeah, they've come to the conclusion. I was above. I was. What they come to the conclusion? Yeah, I well, I read it in the paper, but what, what a funny thing happened. We 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 brought our grandchild off to Cat um, County's cottage up around that side of the mountain. We got a we got a joint in town. We went all around, you know, mm -hmm. in the summer in the summertime. That was before the COVID. Yeah, and um, I spent a lot of time in that side of the world shooting as well. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I noticed there were the dandrums in, in the sides of the hills. I said, they were like skeletons. Mm -hmm. They were like just snow white. And I said, are they poisoning the all the dandrums? Mm -hmm. They said, yeah, they're, they're jaunting. They're, he told me they're poisoning them all. And by all accounts, what happened with this big fire? No, they reckon it started in Danish, which they can't blame the farmers for. But a lot of, a lot of, I don't know what nationality you are again. What nationality? Polish. Polish. But you know yourself, a lot of your countrymen, they like the Barbies and they like the few cans. You know, I reckon something like that. No, I'm not blaming no one, but something like that must have set off a little brush fire. But what really ignited it was those rhododendrons that were dead. They were like kindling. Ah. Uh. They really took And that off. was what that, well, you I, read that in the paper. I read it in the paper and I saw it on YouTube. Somebody wow. came to that conclusion. The next thing I saw it in the paper. Wow. Now that could be the truth. Yeah. But it, it's, you see, the rhododendrons were brought into Killarney and a lot of the estates in Ireland, like I told you before. Um, I don't want to go along the same road, but they were brought in for woodcock shooting. Really? Yeah. They were brought in for wood. I can show you in the old books. Where they, you'll see the 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 rhododendrons, and then the the gamekeepers they'd cut paths through them, so the woodcock could come down because they're evergreen mm -hmm. and they're very they're very sheltered, and the road and they used to make the paths through them, just like the paths on the forestries, mm -hmm. and and the the woodcock would come down and glide into them, you know, yeah. and they loved them. And that, that's one of the book of course they were brought in for the gardens as well. When other people saw them then they wanted for their gardens. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons they were but I think when when we got our, our uh, free state, the Irish Republic, um we 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 were we were given the the national park by um Born Vincent. And the thing is I suppose 
things weren't kept up, like when the old landlords had them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, everything mm-hmm. everything was looked after. I suppose the cost of it, you see, and the cost of labour, times have changed. That's why the rhododendrons have gone completely out of control, you know. Yeah. You know, they can say invasive species. Sure, everything is an invasive species, if you ask me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, no, no, the... I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. Uh, as I said to you already at the beginning, when when um, when when all the mountains, like especially in, in North Kerry, they on the stacks, they were completely taken over by uh, the spruce trees. They, yeah. they took the whole mountains in. They destroyed the corridors, gone from there. Mm-hmm. Corridors gone, the corn crack is gone. Mm-hmm. The Hinhari is nearly gone now mm-hmm. because they've changed the environment, they've changed the habitats, mm. you know? Absolutely. And, but what happens then, it can be a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. New species, this red squirrels are plentiful over there now. Mm-hmm. Red squirrels? Yeah, right? yeah. I've, I saw one dead in the road again the other day. That I've, I've, that's the third one I've seen dead in the road in the last two years. Mm-hmm. I, I picked up two of them in the deep freeze. Mm-hmm. I might get them stuffed. But, um, oh, stuffed. Okay. They, 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 they haven't, you know, they weren't Killarney, but it's great to see them. They're over there and there's J-Bubs there. There's, um, you know, there's a dip, uh, I've never seen a kingfisher over there, mm. but there's uh, the dippers and there's the helpers and, you know, there's lots of different species, plenty of foxes, badgers, hay mountain hare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still there, like, yeah. and that habitat suits all those, yeah. you know? What's your, what's your view on, on badger calling? Well, it's like everything, you know, the, the badger calling, like, the badger is innocent. Mm-hmm. He's an innocent part. The, the, the culprit, again, is the farm. Mm-hmm. What happens is you have the cattle grazing. They carry the TB. The, the, the badger goes in. He catches the TB, but he, he goes on to the next farm. He's, he's the carrier then. Yeah. And that's the problem. So they, ha- they, they have no choice. But they kill, whether he has it or not, they kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, I read somewhere that the um, the eliminations of badger has only really small impact on the overall uh, TB uh, in in cattle. This well, is, I'd this say it's not like a major vector. It's it's like a small part. Well, I, I I I my way of thinking is that if you're in a real dairy. You know, real, uh, real, uh, the Golden Vale, you know, where there's plenty, a lot of cattle, like, and big farms, and they, like, to get the TB in would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. So I think, no doubt. They, I think, like, where I am, no, up in the mountains there, mm-hmm. there's hardly no farming, you know. Mm-hmm. It's nearly gone. Mm-hmm. But where, where you have thousands of cattle, yeah, to be very difficult, to take the chance would be, yeah, I don't think so. No, no, and there's look. This is this is a difficult situation that for the for the farmer, whose livelihood depends on well, the livelihood that's, that's and the plus the product he's producing, you know, yeah. and 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 I don't know if this is true either, but the, by all accounts, the the the, the, the mountain here, the red hair, the Irish mm-hmm. hair, he was he was infected with liver fluke from from the from there was so much sheep yeah. on the mountain, you know, liver fluke. Yeah. By all accounts, no, I don't know. I'd have to get, I'd have to, as the man says, you'd have to Google it. <laughs> but the thing is, 
I, I was told by a guy that knows his stuff that he said uh, they reckon they, the, a lot of the hair got the liver fluke. Mm-hmm. So that's another. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What's your what's your view on the on the on the sheep farming on the hill? Do you th- do you, do you, do you think that you know quote unquote taking sheep off the how of the hills is a good thing or? Well, it's as simple as black and white. If something is managed properly and everything taken into consideration by proper managers, environmentalists, proper managers, everything can can be done. But unfortunately, when you have grants. Mm-hmm. When people are chasing money, you're going to have disaster. And that's where the problem is, the, the cash. <laughs> it's, a, it's like going back to the salmon. When the salmon are 40 euro, 40 euro for a dead salmon, mm-hmm. they're going to be killed. Yeah. They're going yeah. to be killed unless they're well protected. Yeah. And like, like with rhino horn. If the rhino horn pound for pound is Sa- worth more than gold. Yeah, same principle. Mm-hmm. They'll chase the money like, you know. These people, there are people out there, they will chase the, the cash. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no other value, right? Hmm. But we can, what will we talk about now? But to get back to the Trilly Bay, yeah. that's what I spent is, a lot. Is, lot. The, is, the, is the hunting still going on? No, you see, what happened was, um, what happened there was Trilly Bay, you know, these ornithologists and these environmentalists and what I call the people that know everything. Mm-hmm. So they say anyway. Mm-hmm. But the thing the thing is um they said like the Brent the Brent hunting was stopped. Mm-hmm. That was the start of it. The Brent shooting they yeah. stopped it. Because they were reckoning they were falling in numbers. A lot of rubbish. Mm-hmm. Now they're all over the place. Yeah. And they're landing in the garden. No. Yeah. The shoot never come back. Mm-hmm. You know? This is one of those things, right? Like yeah, if, yeah. if they're gonna, uh, they, right? If yeah. if something will get banned or prohibited or something, or you lose something, you mm-hmm. seldom getting it back. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is why, it's like, no, 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 let's yeah. not. But then, then they banned the shooting in Trilly Bay. They, it, it's a, by the way, another one of these special areas of conservation. So they banned the shooting, but there was nobody there to stop them. Mm-hmm. The clubs didn't challenge them. Nobody challenged them. But I think they were allowed to shoot. But like. My day is gone. Mm-hmm. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. The day is, my day is finished. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only memories, you know? Yeah. What's your, what's your, um, like a conclusion? Is it they're, 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 they're gone because of all the changes or is it part of you like, okay, it's, it's, you know, is there any good that they're gone or is it, you know what I mean? You mean the shooting? Yeah. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, um, like the Brent geese, as I said in the beginning, they're horrible to eat. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you straight out, they're horrible. To, no, unless they change, unless the, the, the Brent geese that are eating the grasslands. Yes, that's, that's it, what I heard. That's why they're doing so good. That's what I heard, that, that they they eating, like, what was it, like a two, well, they two used kilograms to, of grass yeah, per but day? Yeah, but they used to eat, they used to eat eelgrass yeah. in the slob, but I think... There's a problem there, no, maybe the grass is not there anymore due to pollution, I don't know. But unless, unless the population of them have eaten it out, I don't know. And now they're moving on to the farms. But if they do enough damage in the farms, the shooting will come back. <laughs> I <laughs> was going to say that. Be, be, be it legal or illegal, mm-hmm. they, they'll shoot them, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, 
Well, it's tough. It's tough. Um, listen, we, we, we're going to be coming to an end of this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely fantastic to to hear those stories from you, uh, Bertie, of, of things that were like, how uh, how do you think it's going to play out in the in the future? Like, do you do you think that at some point we we're going to get something back in terms of the environment? Because what I see, you know, in the podcast, I cover a lot of this these topics and I, I actually you know this is one on one of what we are talking about the environment the impact on the environment the impact of farming hunting shooting all this stuff but i kind of feel like there is a the tide is like maybe tide is turning it's too too optimistic but you know the water will will stop coming in like do you think that because we lost so much people start to wake up to that and say like, hang on a second, we, you know, we need to do something about it. And that will give some hope for the future? Well, you see, look, this simple as this. When, 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 when babies are born, like I was, I grew up in a place that was surrounded by natural things. And as, as you asked me, you know, about the, um, what made you get into this? I was born for it. I wanted to do it from a very early age. I, I just progressed. Mm-hmm. I progressed from the from from the, the first two dogs to going across the fields chasing the rabbits, to to, to training dogs, to, to to learning about snipe shooting and how to have the dog setting, the, the big pointing dogs, the, the Irish settles, the English settles, the setting dogs, the spaniels and what they're used for. The big retrievers and, and the German shepherds in for the security. It, it all kind of fell in, you know, it was like a, a page opened and I was onto something else, another page, I'd done something else. Mm-hmm. And then I started training the dogs down through the years. And then I absolutely loved doing the guidebook for the French, mm-hmm. shooting for the, with the French out in the mountains. Mm-hmm. They love, you know, they're, they're living in cities and they're, they're thinking of this, you know, they tell me they're thinking of this. They're doctors and ambassadors and all high-powered elmers and they come to Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. to go shoot and snipe mm-hmm. in the cold, wet, stormy weather. <laughs> and they have all the best of clothes. And the first thing I tell them is take off half the clothes, lads, because after a half an hour with me, you'll be fucking throwing them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they come with too much clothes and they have the best of guns and... And, and a few of them then started bringing their own dogs so I could start training the dogs with them, uh-huh. you know, because they saw my dogs. Uh-huh. They said, would you, but you see, they can bring, well, this COVID thing has messed yeah. everything up, but they, they have these special vans made for their dogs. I mean, so I've seen shows inside in vans for dogs. <laughs> I'm not joking, you know. I need these are not just vans, vans. These are specially made. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. made specially for the dogs. Oh, everything is an alloy. You know, steel plate. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the, I saw the. I have, I have photographs of them there, mm-hmm. like, and the, the, you know, there could be six compartments, and they traveled in, like, they could be, they'd stay in, like, they make a lot of money for Galagland places mm-hmm. for the winter. They're staying in the guest house, the Bianconi, and all the guest houses, and around the place, and they're out in the mountains hunting, then, you know, mm-hmm. with their dogs. And they have, and I'll tell you one thing that I never saw. I, I, when the French, you know, the French got a bad, a bad reputation back in the 70s, mm-hmm. but it, it's like the badger. Mm-hmm. 
The reason they got a bad a bad reputation that some that people made sweeping statements, they shoot everything. Mm -hmm. That's all lies. Because mm -hmm. when when they come out with me, I'm the guide, I'm the boss. They're here for snipe shooting over settles and pointers. Mm -hmm. And they're interested in when when there's a line of guns going across the mountain and you you I were, were lined across and my dogs are out in front of them and they want the dog stop. It's the nearest gun gets the shot. Nobody else fires. Mm -hmm. They walk up to the dog. I move in with the dog. The rest of them stop and stand back. Unless the bulb goes down the line. But when, when they're shooting with their own dogs, mm -hmm. nobody shoots the bulb. Only the, the, the finder of the bulb. If the, when, the, when Tommy's dog finds the bulb, you shoot the bulb. Bertie doesn't shoot at that bulb. That's your dog's bulb. Yeah. So when the bulb goes down the line, no one shoots him. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that uh, they shoot because they sh they hunt, they kill, and they 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 it's it's like um, that's their prize. They, they love the bulb. They pluck them. Mm -hmm. They make these. I often went back now to Brand. There's a friend of mine, a Frenchman. They cook the woodcock, the snipe, and they're absolutely master chefs. <laughs> the way they cook. The French, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're master chefs. And the way they cook the bulbs and drink their wines and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't care what anyone says. You know, a lot of it will be, oh, you shouldn't be bringing them in here. You shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. With all the permissions, we have the gun licenses, the dog licenses. Mm -hmm. They have the cash, they're spending it in Kalagla and Kalame. Do you understand that? Eh? Mm -hmm. With uh, all the shooting rights are owned by different farmers. That's all leased yeah. from the promoter. There's big money being spent, like. Yeah. And these guys, as I said, they're high-powered people, mentally and cash-wise. They have the woodcock and the snipe. That's their prize. Mm -hmm. They're not, not interested in pheasants. Now, when I was in France. Hunting the pig, the wild boar. I stayed in France with friends of mine over there. Mm -hmm. And we hunted the wild pig. And there's red deer there, there's raw deer. And mm -hmm. there's all that, you know. Probably in Poland as well. Isn't yeah. It? There, yeah. yeah. But um, they used to shoot, kill the thrush. Mm -hmm. The big thrush. The big thrush. used mm -hmm. to kill them. Because I came in one day and um, um, I won't give any names. The, 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 the son of my friend, they were roasting the, 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 the thrush over the fire. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to me. I it was absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but they do that in Ireland, but uh, in France, but they don't do it in Ireland. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and tell me, Bertie, how, like like last question: How's the woodcock uh, population? Are there any in any numbers? Are the population crashing? Are well, you see, it's we we'll go back to the corlo. At the moment, no, there's a there's a big issue about corlos. Mm -hmm. You see, you. But the 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 the, the, the corlo is lost to the habitat change. That's it. Mm -hmm. And when they were putting down those trees, the people in Charles, the wildlife rangers, the the the, the departments, they should have known all that. Mm -hmm. Why did they leave so much trees in one area? You know, mm -hmm. you know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Like you know, if, if some fella goes building a road straight away. There's a big um, study done by the environmental people. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you have to stop here because there's a snail crossing the road. Mm -hmm. There was none of that done when they were building, when they were uh, 
planting the forest trees. Yes, exactly. In, in environmental impact studies, mm -hmm. there was none of that done. Mm -hmm. So, what did you do? You know, you, that that's a simple question. And as I said to you, they're all gone into the woodwork when the birds are gone. They mm -hmm. don't care. Mm -hmm. They're getting their salaries. They don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. They never did. But the thing is, um, what were we talking about again? About woodcock. Like oh, yeah, no. Then I went on to the curlew. The same with the, the place to the woodcock. They're talking about the breeding pairs, mm -hmm. not the migration. Mm -hmm. Like the, I see plenty curlew in Ireland in the winter. They migrate to Ireland. What woodcock? Wood, and, and the same with woodcock. Uh -huh. There's different species of woodcock come in. Uh -huh. We have our own woodcock here. They're a big red. They're, they're, um, you'd nearly know the native fella. He, he can barely get off the ground. I've seen some very big woodcock. Uh -huh. they're, they're, that, they're native. But then I've seen the, the small, kind of dark woodcock, a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. They come from some part of Siberia, I think. Yeah. And then you have other woodcock. They come from different parts of the eastern blocks. Mm -hmm. As, as you, you know as well as I do, what drives, uh, what drives nature from one area to another is the bad weather mm -hmm. they have they have no choice and they, then their terrain gets further and further until they come to Ireland they have no place to go to the Atlantic mm -hmm. or swing for France mm -hmm. or down, down to uh, Spain and places mm -hmm. but um, it's all due to mother nature driving them yeah. they don't come to Ireland because they, they because mm -hmm. they want that they mm -hmm. come to Ireland because they have no choice mm -hmm. the feeding grounds they have to swallow it they, they, it's like the swallows. Of the, yeah, the swallows are well down the show. Mm -hmm. The swallows. Yes. They're well down. The, uh, the cuckoos above with me, I hear them, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, the cuckoos seem to be plenty, plentiful. There, there seem to be plenty calling going on around, you know. Yeah. But um, the woodcock, like everything, my experience is there's a share of You see, the woodcock. The famous saying with the woodcock, here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know that saying. Mm -hmm. So I could be above in the mountain now. I see the woodcock coming out over my cabin, mm -hmm. above, you know. You stand out, you see them. But you could, some days, you go into this place and they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. oh. They're everywhere. Yeah. And then you could go back the two days, the following day, they could be gone. It's the air pressure moves them. Yeah. They keep going south. You see, that's north. They keep pushing towards, they're heading down into water for the Kinmare. That's mm -hmm. why all that place is famous for mm -hmm. woodcock shooting. Mm -hmm. And then what I notice is that the first place they hit is Ireland, like the Irish mm -hmm. coast. You know, they hit travel. They're traveling down all the time. It depends on how, if you're frost and snow and terrible wind and rain, they're going to move, 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 move. They're south, heading south yeah. all the time. But, um, but then, then in February, now they shoot their woodcock in the other countries in February. Yeah. And always there's a lot of woodcock around my place in February. Mm -hmm. They're moving back then again. Yeah. They're, they're going for the migration flight again. Yeah. And and if you would compare with the numbers of woodcock like 10, 20 years ago, are well, they significantly less? No. 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 no, no. That's no. a good news. No, no, no. I wouldn't say so. Now, you know, how many people are, go, are after woodcock? You know, you, you know, I remember going into places like you meet 40 or 50 woodcock. Mm -hmm. You go back the following year, you might meet six. It's, it's, it's a circle, you see. You don't know. Mm -hmm. you, you go out every day is different. 
The yeah. days you might go out, there could be plenty of them. Yeah. So you, like in the old days, the, the, the landlords, what they, they had their gamekeepers. Mm-hmm. And they were watching, oh, that's why they had special special trees and special wood. They, they brought in different, they put mm-hmm. different woods and, you know, manicured for woodcock shooting because they were prized, bold. Yeah. They're prized, like, you know, and the snipe is a different story again. But uh, the thing is, nature can kill, you know, I've heard stories of fellas saying that, like, you know, when the birds are migrating, they could be, they could be, they could hit a bad storm and there's thousands of them lost. Hmm, true. Because I remember back in 2010, 2011, you remember the big snow mm-hmm. and the big ice? Yeah, yeah. Above the mountain, the, 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 the um, the ground was like concrete, yeah, and there was birds dead all over the place. Oh, really? Trush, snipe, dead everywhere. Really? Broke my heart. Because yeah. I had two shooters out, they were all all bankers. They were in their seventies. They had their own pointer dog, mm-hmm. and um, I brought one of my dogs. I held, I did, I held them. But if we wanted to use them, we could use them, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I said to them, "I'm very sorry, you know." I said, "There's, there's no snipe." Mm-hmm. What will we do? I said, we'll try the glens. We'll try the, along the water course and we might meet a few woodcock. They were all over the place. Yeah. They were everywhere. Yeah. Every 20 yards. Woodcock, Picasso. <laughs> but they'd only shoot some. But they, they'd miss more than they hit because everything, as you know, woodcock shooting is difficult. Yeah. And they, they were in their 70s, but they, they loved it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But you see the woodcock lived along by the river. Mm-hmm. See the sniper out in the open ground, yeah. And then the the the, the, the woodcock would be driven down from the top of the mountain, you know. And you know, there's another story about woodcock. Fellas be saying to me, they're called woodcock. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why, but that's must be most of the time in the woods, maybe. But I shoot lots of woodcock out in the mountain. Yeah. Out in the heather, yeah. way up high, good sun. You know, it depends on the weather. Mm-hmm. Down in the glens. They know would just glens out in the header, out in the ferns. You know, you know, I I'm out in the mountain with, with pointers and setters again, no spaniels. Most fellas in Ireland shoot woodcock and shoot them with spaniels. Yeah. I'm out in the mountain. You can meet a grouse, snipe, woodcock. Yeah. You don't know what you're gonna meet, you know. <laughs> that's a that's a thing. That's the beauty of it, right? But the yeah. thing the thing is like when the dog stops. Mm-hmm. Magic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The heart, the heart, the heart starts. <laughs> but it's, it's a fascinating thing, you know? Absolutely. You know, the, the people, but you can't explain that to a person that doesn't understand it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, um, it's like um, the famous books that are written down through the years. Oh, God, I can't think of it now. Oscar Wilde and all these fellas. And, you know, there's famous books you have to read them once in your life. Mm-hmm. But but you know you get I don't get nothing from that I do from the only books I read are, are, are about the dogs and the hunting and and the <laughs> stories you know the stories yeah. but but if if you if you if you if you like the magazines no we have no we have no Irish magazine left mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah. you know, that one comes out every month or something but the, the shooting times now and the, the English magazines yeah. they have a big population in England just yeah so they, they can manage to keep them going. Mm-hmm. But it's the same stories all the time, over and over again. If you read one magazine, you've nearly read them all. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, that's that's true. It's a little yeah, bit like hunting magazines and all. Yeah, as like with fishing magazines as well. I think I think they're good for when you start. Thousands of magazines, but mm. my cabin, thousands of them. Yeah, but um, but the snipe the snipe got wiped out. They didn't come back. They were in a bad state. Mm. Like, but I'll tell you one and one thing. When you're snipe shooting with pointers and settles. If there's too many snipe, it's no good. No. No. What you have to have is a place. If I'm, go, if I'm going into a place hunting, I go into the worst spot. Mm -hmm. Because the dogs have to walk out in the morning. Mm -hmm. They have to walk out to find their bombs. Mm -hmm. And you get great sets. Yeah. But when you, when you go into a place, sometimes 20 or 30 bulls getting up, it's no good. The scent is all over the place. The dogs are confused. Ah, uh, I get you. So when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're getting a good set, you're getting a good shot, a good, uh, a good. Um, you're putting the 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 the, the hunter in a, in a good position yeah. that they can see the dogs stopping. You know, they're in behind them. Then they have a good chance. And then that's the way I like it. I don't like meeting twenty or thirty bulls, ten bulls, fifteen uh -huh. bulls. I don't like that. I like. That. I always save that for the evening. If if we had a bad morning, I'd save that to show them that the sniper are here. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just not have. I not having them on. Yeah. But no, it's, it, it, but it's, it's, it's a walk about without a doubt. The, the, um, the dog, the dog is the, is the master. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's, it's like the great opera singers. That's the, you know, when you have great dogs, it, it, it's wonderful. But I train a lot of dogs and, you know, you, same with the German Shepherds, you get the, the real good ones. Mm -hmm. And then you're always thinking about them, you know, when they're gone. Because they don't last long, really. Yeah. Dogs don't last long. Like seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. They're, 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 well, you could, you, you know, if you, you could sell them on, didn't the fellas that were going out shooting for Sunday morning for three or four hours? Three hours. You could sell them on to these fellas then. Yeah, they can, they can still do that they, job. They can still do that. But with, with the way I hunt with the, with, with, uh, the tourists is... Um, they have to, you know, you have to have dogs for the morning and dogs for the afternoon. Oh, okay. You have to have a team of dogs, like, because they walk hard, like. Yeah. Kid, they're like the, the huskies going across the tundra. Mm -hmm. You know, they try pulling the sledges, you know. You have yeah. to have different teams. Yeah. It's the same with the dogs, you know. They, the, English, the English pointers now, they're animals. They really bond themselves out. The oh. English the English settlers are more steadier, steadier dog. Uh -huh. But the... But the pointer, the English pointer, will cover more ground than three English settles. Oh. And then you have the field trial dogs, they're too fast. Mm -hmm. they're just, they're just, uh -huh. You know, they pass a lot of boats. Like, you know, I, they, <laughs> I, I, could, I could create a storm there, no. Yeah. But they're too fast. Yeah. Too, in my opinion, they're too fast. Yeah. They're missing boats, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. The real good dogs, like, we go out there, like, and they, you know, us up and shh. Uh -huh. but, just, but you can't explain that to people that don't understand it it's a simple, that's the oh, simple yeah. question but they'll, they'll argue about it they'll, well, why are you shooting that small little bird <laughs> so they go on to McDonald's and buy a burger <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. exactly. Uh, are you killing that big and then Mary had a little lamb, you lamb chops. That's the reality, <laughs> that's like. That's the reality, exactly. But, but that's the reality, but people don't want to see that, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, look at the lambs, aren't they lovely, darling? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I put the fire, I was like, oh, there's Robin, Robin the Mill. Yeah. Oh, bollocks. Sorry about that, you can cut yeah. that out. Oh, oh bollocks, eh? because they, they, they are breeding for money. They're following mm. the cash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bertie, listen, it was absolute pleasure no talking problem. with you. And and like we said, we we might have uh, another project in our mind. Oh, we have. That, yeah, we, that we do together. Oh, we have to put all this for future generations exactly for future generations maybe this will be preserved or maybe someone will just uh, but, listen and but to get back to the pubs i have six bottles of my sister none of them ever done the shooting like i done other the dogs or the, mm-hmm. i'm the only one out of the whole lot of them mm-hmm. just came to me was it just a natural yeah a natural thing was it? no but, but i learned from from meeting people you always learn mm-hmm. you're growing up Yes, but yes. Uh, I learned one thing though about the shooting and the fishing. You know, you know, you hear stories about fellas being master anglers, master hunters, master dog. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're supposed to be, but they're not really. <laughs> it's like it's very hard to get the real Mackay. Uh-huh. It's like Arkel Nijinsky, the great hostage, you know, uh-huh. they only come once in a hundred yeah. years you know yeah it's the same with the, this yeah. like dogs to me is just a way of life yeah you know it's a way of life i can bring them out and i can tell you mm. forget about him yeah. and then they, they won't talk to you no more yeah but mm. i can't train dogs <laughs> or, or is he <laughs> but I, I i always tell people i can't train the dog mm-hmm. But but that's a, him. that's a that's an honest thing, right? It like, is in him, or it isn't. For hunting, I can't train him. I can't. I can't ask him. Please find the snipe for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. That has to be in his genetic code. Yeah. He. It's actually more powerful than the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has to do it, whether he whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his, right. That's his genetic code, and you can't make a horse go faster. That's his code. He's driven like he's. Mm-hmm. She's a horse coming on sleep. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, You're driven, right. driven like humans. We're all, we're all driven. You know, we're all driven to something. Mm-hmm. We're all driven to something. You know. Some of us are driven to hunting and fishing. Yeah, but the, unfortunately, the the hunter gatherer is nearly gone. Like. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Due to the loss of habitat. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, but I think the, I think, um, I think um, the angling is doing too bad at the moment. But I think. But you know, like the there's there's many anglers that they're giving up angling because. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm gone from it. You say. Yeah. I don't really know anymore. Yeah. Well, listen. Over, over the you know fourteen years, I'm here. I noticed decline like in bass fishing. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to sound like an old man, but, you know, I'm fine with that. Back in the days when I started, when my friend showed me, you know, that you can go bass fishing, mm. the, the number of the fish we were catching, you know, there were moments on a certain tide in a certain months that we, we knew we were going to catch some, like one, two, right? Nothing, but there was a good days, good, good hauls. Like right now, 
you know, you go in, you don't catch anything. And I and I know of many people who just, you know, plain gave up on fishing because like, well, listen. But how good are these anglers? Well, but you see, it doesn't matter if 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 he's a shitty angler <laughs> and he was still catching yeah. back then, and now it's yeah. you know, then mm -hmm. th there's a decline. So sure, there is a quote unquote master angler who was catching you know like thirty a session and now still manages to you know dig out two, <laughs> but the overall it's. Uh, I, I was I was hassled lately with my granddaughter asked me to go back with with my wife and my son Daniel mm. we were hassled in Kilchenig and um, a few things came up my name <laughs> <laughs> because the he was a nice fisherman mm -hmm. the man that the guy that brought us out in the hostage you know mm -hmm. oh Bertie how are you and they know me straight away I was delighted in a sense. But we were laughing and joking, but that came up now about um we were on about the, the fishing, you know, and he mm -hmm. said about the angling, you know, Maori's Shining is great place of bass. And he said, Oh, you'll be taking the jail now if we kill the bass. That's mm -hmm. what so he said to me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like he couldn't figure it out. But sure, they're they're what I suppose they're fished out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're fished out, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anyway, Bertie, thanks oh, again. No problem. Appreciate your time. Appreciate being here. And, and we're, 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 we're the appropriate distance apart. Yeah, we are appropriate distance <laughs> apart. And I was going to say, it is it is a great pleasure to actually talk in person with someone because uh, over last over a year, all episodes were recorded over the internet. Oh. Yeah. So it was uh, kind of cool to pack my gear again and <laughs> show up with microphones and everything. Mm -hmm. So, always pleasure talking with you. And maybe, maybe if the, maybe someday now um, during the shooting season, we go up the mountain with the dogs. Oh, and we, I'll show you the the setters and the pointers. Yeah, we'll do that. That would be good, you know. We'll do that. Actually, there was um, there was a there's, there is um, Daniel could find a few probably. There was Germans that they filmed filmed my dogs up in the Stax Mountains hunting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, it was very good, you know. Okay. Yeah, they 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 brought the cameras and all, and they they done. Was... We'll do it better. We'll do it better. Well, hopefully. So people who listen to that and watching this Tommy Seldor's YouTube mm. channel, subscribe. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Subscribe and and we'll and, and when the time comes, this material will be oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's good. Thanks very much. Thank Tom. you. Enjoyed it.